0: I really wanted to discuss that movie for just a couple minutes in the hour. Okay. How bad was it?
1: It was pretty bad. It was... Should we say what the movie was? Yes. Uh, it was I Think We're Alone Now, which is about two stalkers of uh, Tiffany, the uh, the uh, fallen starlet of the 80s. Oh, I've
2: heard of that one. And yeah.
1: allegedly the early 90s, but I'm pretty sure her career was over by then. Yes.
2: Uh last she did that was...
1: Oh, yeah, it's a Jets in the movie. We're, your audio is kind of uh, going in and out. But hang on.
0: Skype's just giving us problems all day today, Neil.
1: Yeah, well, I think the first time was just that we had eight people in the room.
0: Yeah, it, at first they didn't have enough people, so I'm like, well, I'll see if Neil can do it. And then all of a sudden they were like, well, let's get this guy. Let's get this guy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: and and <laughs> Skype, Skype was like, we could we could do we could do this show with four people, but not five, not five and it went down
0: <laughs> I, I mean uh,
1: that guy was so creepy, wasn't he? Oh Jeff, yes, he was creepy, but I know people who are sort of like that they just don't understand that what they're doing is uh socially awkward like you, you saw the way he would he would talk to people and People would be like walking away from him like like how how annoying do you have to be that people actually walk away from you while you're still talking While at a
0: Tiffany concert.
1: Yeah. Whereas uh the other one Kelly was just kind of um oh god having a meltdown because uh he or she believed that uh that she was being pushed out of Tiffany's life and and she had a right to be in it. <laughs> I know. I mean, that that was far creepier than anything Jeff did.
0: I know, but Jeff did show up at that Tiffany concert with a katana. Yeah. One could say that. Isn't it strange? <laughs> uh, you know what the one thing that surprised me about that documentary was, Neil? They didn't play one Tiffany
1: song. Well, they would have had to license it. I know, but they showed her. Well, yeah, but they don't have to license her appearance. They just... Well, that's that's. that's Notice she was on her best behavior, like she was being very nice to Jeff, <laughs> probably because she was oh. on camera.
0: <laughs> so, Chu, have you heard about this movie? I do
2: not know a thing about it. <laughs>
0: oh, I was telling it's, Neil for weeks he had to watch this. It's oh
1: man, pretty bad. <laughs> I'm gonna look
0: this up on Wikipedia. I yes. think we're alone now.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's a it's the
0: documentary it.
1: Yeah, two and stalkers. Th- one is male and one is transgender. Well, like I said, the creepiest part to me was was Kelly just having the meltdown. I'm supposed to be in Tiffany's life and I keep getting pushed out. It's not fair. And I'm like, whoa, restraining order on you right now. <laughs> Jeez. And
0: uh, what, what was the fantasy again from Tacoma?
1: Oh, my God, I forgot about that. The poster, you know that poster where it's the two girls in bed and they're in their underwear and they're kissing? Yes. And under it, Kelly had written uh, her name and Tiffany's name with the caption, this will happen very soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs>
0: makes, you, makes you get the squickies, doesn't it? Yeah. My my favorite part is when when the two stalkers met.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh no, they met. <laughs> the worlds have collided. And Kelly told off Jeff at the end, toward the end of the movie. Because <laughs> he started, like, like he started, uh, Kelly had a story and then Jeff just, like, talked right on top of her and, and uh, started basically telling about the first time that he got a kiss on the cheek from Tiffany. Oh, man. And Kelly's like, like, don't take this the wrong way but that was totally out of line. <laughs> it was like two <laughs> two people who are obsessed with Tiffany getting jealous over each other's uh uh small small achievements. And what I
0: love is 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 Jeff what he does is uh he goes to uh you know, he he switched from Tiffany to Lisa Milano. Because... So uh, what happened was he. There was some news about him that Lisa Milan getting a restraining order about him, and he decided to put on put a video online explaining it.
1: See, that is a very Chris Chan move.
0: I know. <laughs> what I love is how he was explaining. You know, he, he's like, well, I'm not a stalker at all, and and Lisa Milano has nothing to worry about about me because she has all those guns and she's certified with guns and she has certain martial arts credentials. From this year and this date and all this. I'm like, wait, what?
1: And, and I'm like, shut up. You're making it worse. <laughs> and then er, earlier in the movie, Kelly was like, like, the difference between me and a stalker is that a stalker doesn't love the person they're stalking. Um... I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what stalkers say. That's
3: exactly. <laughs> wait, that is a stalker,
1: isn't
0: it? That... <laughs> yes. And one thing I've got to say is Tiffany grew up hot. As Neil would say, I'd hit it, but I won't stalk it. (laughs) The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with The Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast. Recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast. The ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before Webcomics, there was independent and self-published web release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a Master RSS feed or Master iTunes feed and not miss a thing.
1: Hello, hello, that's
0: hello.
2: much better. Yeah, I can hear you guys now. Um, problem is, right, uh, right now I just uh, changed uh, location of my computer uh, to a room in the garage, and it's sharing the, uh, the same cable line as uh, home phone. So that's going to get uh, that's going to get rectified pretty soon.
0: Yeah, because don't but, you run a couple podcasts too?
2: Yeah, exactly. So I'm 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 calling Charter as soon as as soon as I get off the phone with you guys.
0: Okay. So let's get started. Uh hello and welcome again to Animation Efficient Autos. This is your host Ben, joined by my co host, Mr. Neil. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And joining us, uh Rick.
2: Yes, uh, no, thank you for making me part of your in the afternoon.
0: So <laughs> And uh, also with us is the Chew.
3: Let's get dangerous.
0: And tonight we are talking about the Disney Afternoon. And uh, the interesting thing I found out with talking with Neil is the Disney Afternoon is actually different depending on the markets.
1: Well, that's, instance, not, that's not entirely unusual. I mean, it was on syndication. And I kind of hold a, a minor grudge against the Disney Afternoon because it came on – I think it started in like 88 or 89 – on WGN in Chicago, and before the Disney Afternoon came along, it was the Sunbow block. And it was like, season by season, we, one of those shows would disappear. It's like, First Gem, then then G.I. Joe, then Transformers, and pretty soon it was all Disney. And I'm like, what the fuck is this?
0: Well, when I when I remember watching the Disney Afternoon, the Disney Afternoon at first had, obviously, Gummy Bears, Ducktails Tailspin, and Rescue Rangers. That was the original lineup for me.
2: Was it in that order, though? Because
0: No, in- it was not in that order. But it was Gummy Bears was first, because Gummy Bears always okay. aired first. I remember that because when I got home from school, I only got to see the last five minutes of Gummy Bears.
2: Yeah, because for me in California, uh, when I was still living over there, it was uh, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, and then Tailspin. And I always looked forward to Tailspin, because that was my favorite of the, of the four at the time.
0: Okay, and... <laughs> And, uh, th- you know what, the funny thing is this it's uh, We talk about all these You know, we talk about all these four shows And, uh, you know, out of this list You know, two of them out of this list are Have a lot to do with uh, <laughs> With uh, what I You know what, I'm just going to say it A good percentage of the shows from the Disney afternoon Are responsible for the current Number of furries we have now Bump, oh. bump.
1: So we can't just blame it all on Sonic. We can't. It's a.
0: It's uh, You know, uh, there are lots of people who are hot for Gadget. There are lots of people who are hot for uh, Pete's wife. There are lots of people hot for uh, Blue's boss. And
2: well, Blue. I guess there's a there's there's <laughs> an actual the Gadget actually has a cult where she is the symbol for the cult. I want to say it's in it's either in in China or in Russia, but she is the symbol for a cult.
3: I think it's Russia. Like yeah. it's great because I saw these photos on a forum and at first it sounds like somebody respond like somebody responds to the series of photos of this gadget cult and like his description of it is at first it looks like normal people hanging out, like, oh it looks pretty fun, like oh was there a party I wasn't invited to and then they bring out like their um their banner that has gadget on it, then they're like marching it out into the night and you're like, What the shit am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Disney is responsible for furries.
3: Well, yeah, <laughs> that's. But I mean, not just the Disney afternoon. It's like the animators themselves. You I mean you talk to animators? You're like, oh, they're they've always been there. Like,
0: like, this sounds a lot like a cargo cult to me.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's that urban legend about Minnie Mouse being uh, drawn uh, sexually in a couple cartoons? What was there any uh, truth to that?
2: um not that i remember for no. for my for my experiences
1: no not that i remember
0: and rick is actually the disney expert here that, it's
1: uh, that's what but, i get for taking family guy at face value no yeah. no, <laughs>
0: no but uh but uh wally wood of mad magazine back then back when mad was not a magazine but a comic book he did what they called the disney poster which is extremely porn pornographic and extremely lewd and <laughs> uh, have you ever seen it Neil?
1: No, but I have to ask, is it, is it done just to be lewd or is it done to be, to be sexy? Cause to me that those could be two different things. I, he did
0: it to be lewd.
1: Okay. Cause I can understand if you just draw that just to be just for shock value, like just draw all the Disney characters fucking each other. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's if exactly. You, if, you, if you draw the seven dwarves, uh, Going, yeah, at, going at it with Snow White in various different places on her body. Uh, I don't think you're doing it to be sexy. I think you're just doing it to, you know, piss off conservatives. Um,
0: do you know anything about Wally Wood, Neil? <laughs> Not entirely. Well, here you go. <laughs> and. Damn. Yeah.
3: Also, Pluto is huge. I know that's funny. That's the first thing I say about it, but <laughs>
0: it's like way out of scale there. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rick. You cannot see this.
2: I, oh, I, you I, can still you can still send this to me on the message on on Skype on the on the written stuff.
0: There you go. But uh, yeah, Wally Wood. This is this is what he's known to do. It's I don't know what the most disturbing part of this image is.
1: The fact that the rarely seen. Uh, Nephew's a Mickey Mouseer in this too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just the whole
0: thing in general. <laughs> ah. Oh wow. Uh, Dopey's taken from behind. <laughs> I never noticed that. Every time I see this, I see something new. I'm kind of locked on Cinderella. Well, of course you are.
2: Prince Charming wow. looks pretty uh, concerned.
0: <laughs> you you've never seen this, Rick?
2: It's been a very long time. Oh, yes, I have seen this. It's been a very, very long time, though. Wow.
0: What's that last boy doing with his hair? Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this should never see the light of day. Oh, my God. That is, that's disturbing ways I can't even begin to describe.
0: Oh, wow. The th- what? Oh, I just got, I just thought the three pigs were just standing next to each other.
3: <laughs> the wolf yeah, seems to like what he sees anyway, jeez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're pork links. Oh,
3: I get it, pork links.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this made a bad
0: piece of work. I'm surprised I never told you about this, Neil. I thought I did tell you about this.
1: Look at look what's under the dress of uh of uh, Alice in Wonderland Open the top right-hand corner. All those
0: legs I saw
1: yeah. that. <laughs> uh, God. Wow. That is wow. Uh, oh wow! I
0: just I just got what's going on with Dumbo and, and uh, Donald. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the Disney afternoon. This is yeah, yeah, like yeah. the yeah. Disney. Eve cut program. some of that down. <laughs> oh well, getting back to the Disney afternoon, we could start with like the chronological order of creation. Gummy of the- bears.
3: Gummy bears bouncing
0: here and there and everywhere. They are the gummy bears. Like I said, I only got to see about five minutes of an episode occasionally because of, you know, when I got off school when I was a kid. I never really got into Gummy Bears. You know, all I know was just, you know, the Gummy Bears make a bouncy juice that helps them bounce on their butts. And mm-hmm. there was a human bad guy that wanted the bouncy juice for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that's all I remember about the plot. Anyone who's seen more of it?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, you can go I, I watched quite a few of these episodes. It's not one that I really watched a lot, but at the same time, it wasn't a bad show. Uh, it had some good like uh, fantasy elements to add. Uh had like them fighting ogres and like a lot of swordplay and stuff like that. It was it was fun. It was it it, w- it was a fun show.
1: And I think this so, was the it, last acting uh, the, the last acting appearance of Paul Winchell, wasn't it? He played, uh, uh, he played Winchell, one of the Gummy go-
2: Yes, I believe that is correct. Yeah, he he did uh, voice Dummy Gummy, that's right, and then he got replaced by Jim Cummings in Season 6.
1: Yeah, Jim Cummings has made a career out of replacing Paul Winchell. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Cummings has, that, you
0: know. Jim Cummings has, has made a career of being a, uh, a, a perfect uh, voice analog of anybody alive.
1: And then there's Tummy Gummy. Yep. Why does he sound like Garfield?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because he was voiced by Lorenzo Music. That's, that's why.
2: Right.
0: Yes, we didn't get fired for that this time.
1: Yeah, he got to keep his job. Yeah.
0: Then there what? was. Go
1: ahead.
0: But then there was, uh, you know, I'm pretty much gonna gloss over Gunny Bears because I really don't remember much about it. I remember a lot more about uh, Ducktales. Was more my show well gummy bears is actually very clear in my mind because
3: i uh i like i didn't really it it was an earlier show so i didn't really remember it being good at all or anything and then i was in college and my roommate went ahead and bought the um the first and only dvd box that they ever released for gummy bears and um it was actually a lot better than i thought it was um like, it isn't, it's, you know, it's, kid, it's stuff for kids, which is everything on the Disney afternoon, but it was very well animated, and um, it was a risk by Disney that they wanted to put, pour a lot of money into making a very good, like, very well animated, animated TV show, and then um, reap the rewards in syndication, and it was a gamble that really paid off. Because yeah. and without Gummy Bears, there wouldn't have been
0: DuckTales or Rescue Rangers or anything. Well, there's yeah, also – there, I have a question about Gummy Bears. Did they actually enter a uh, a licensing deal with the candy company?
2: Uh, I don't believe that they did, but this uh, this was uh, one of the most significant shows that Disney's ever done. And the reason is because it um, it was released back-to-back with another Disney show called The Wuzzles. Yeah, And, uh, the Wuzzles only lasted 13 episodes. Gummy Bears kept going. And, um this basically helped jumpstart the, the big uh, boom of TV animation from the late 80s to the, uh, all the way through the 90s. And, um, I mean, this one has the largest, uh, number of seasons of any Disney animated series. Not the amount, of, not, not the largest, uh, amount of, uh, total episodes. Uh, because that, that goes to, uh, DuckTales. Uh, but Gummy Bears had the largest number of seasons. Hmm. So, yeah, Six or something. And, yeah. and they actually did, they actually attempted to, to do a, a very poorly made, uh, uh, attraction based on this at the, uh, at Disney Afternoon Avenue in Disneyland when they, you know, when that still existed. Uh, they re, they rethemed the, uh, motorboat cruise and made it the motorboat cruise to Gummy Glen. And, uh, it was really bad. It was like, plywood characters uh, just like big boards of plywood with the characters drawn on that was it that so was it was <laughs> kind of lame <laughs> oh
0: well it it was it was better than trying to have to, than having to try to explain uh, splash mountain to someone who's never seen songs of the south
3: oh yeah true true <laughs> that's very true well uh, i can get on the soapbox and keep talking about the gummy bears, I guess to run down what it's about. It's a basically this world, fantasy medieval based world where, uh, humans have long forgotten about these race of gum, like little bears, little colored gummy bears. And they have a, uh, the gummy bears have a, uh, a, a, juice that they make from gummy berry bushes called gummy berry juice. And if a gummy bear drinks, um, gummy berry juice and they can bounce around, which makes them really hard and to catch and agile, um, and they bounce off of walls and off ogre's head and stuff. But if a human drinks it, then they become super strong. So there's a bad guy named Duke Igthorne who wants to take over a castle. And they find out that the gummy bears are real. And there's a little boy, um, named Cavan who finds out the gummy bears are real. And, um, Duke Igthorn basically wants to use, uh, wants to take over the castle. And if the gummy bears are around, he wants to steal their juice so he can become super powerful and just break down the door of the castle and, uh, take over and uh, the gummy bears like they've been in hiding for so long and uh, they've be, their clan has been separated from the rest of the all the like all the gummies in the whole, entire world so there's only like a few, couple of them and um, there's a uh, zummy gummy who's uh, an old man who an old bear who does a uh, spoonerisms like he always messes up his speech there's um gruffy gummy who's uh, like a cranky old uh, a cranky guy uh, you got um, Grammy Gummy, which is the like the matriarch. Uh, Tummy Gummy, who is Lorenzo Music, <laughs> that, that is his character. No, uh, he's the fat one. <laughs> Cubby Gummy, who is a a little kid who wants to be a knight. And Sunny Gummy, who's um, the teenage girl. And then later they find um, Gusto, who is an artist. And uh it's um at least the early seasons are really well animated and worth checking out. But I know someone else made a comment like, Oh, Gummy Bear was horrible and I'm like, Well, I didn't think it was that bad and then I watched some later season episodes, and I'm like, Oh, that's why they said it sucked.
0: <laughs> Actually I'm reading here in the way that Gummy Bears was created, he got the Michael Eisner got the idea for the show when his son wanted gummy bears. The candy. Wow. <laughs> He's like that sounds like the name of a show. Let's get some they people on that. They
1: should have got so sued. <laughs> 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 well,
3: anyway, yeah. Just, I think it's really good. It's, a, it's really high-budget animation, at least the first three seasons are. And there is a little bit of story sometimes. And it's really interesting to see like the like the, t- the lost technology and, of the gummy bears that they have to discover because they've, they're so out of touch. And uh, there are episodes where they try to contact uh, – gummy bears that don't live where they live. And they're like trying to find out if everyone's dead, basically. And then there's a lot of, uh, there's a little bit of cliffhanger. Like they kind of succeed, but they kind of don't. And then they're like, are they, are they coming here? Are they, are they not coming here? And then the finale of the whole series actually is like, um, they, I'm not going to reveal, but it has to do with that too, is um them contacting the uh, gummy bears that live um outside of uh, their, their, their land so yeah it's worth checking out at least the beginning is Mm -hmm. okay
1: okay uh like i said this was not on disney afternoon in chicago and i've just discovered why it's because uh this show was originally produced for nbc saturday morning and it actually started airing in 1985 Mm -hmm. so uh apparently they had amassed quite a number of seasons before the disney afternoon even started wow yeah (laughs) uh, It looks good. Yeah, looks really good for like a mid-80s cartoon. Yeah, that's actually very surprising that that it dates back so far because 1985 was not a good year for animation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was actually... Actually, this was animated by two of the best Japanese studios, Neil. It was TMS and Toei working on
1: this. Wow. Yeah.
0: So Disney spent some money.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: So this leads to the next show in the disney afternoon ducktales which you know ducktales could have been just called uncle scrooge the the, the animated series because a lot <laughs> of the inspiration of this were from the old uncle scrooge comic books
1: including the big yeah that's very true
0: i mean it's it's actually surprising i mean uh, some of the original writers should have should have gotten in on this it, because it really is reminiscent of the old Uncle Scrooges, because it's about Uncle Scrooge going around the world having adventures, and his nephews are there, and Donald sometimes joins them. What I liked about this was it actually tried to give some uh, story into into about Donald, about why he's away and why you know he sends his nephews to live with Uncle Scrooge instead of with him because he's in the navy. That's explaining the hat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, uh, Carl Barks, the guy who uh,
3: like was known as the good duck artist when he took over the Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck comics, he hated Ducktales. Ducktales was like, like I I I would I really loved Ducktales, and then I uh, and then as an adult I like looked back to try and find out more about the the comics it was based on, and there there are things where they just um flanderized the hell out of things that uh carl barks made the best example i can think of without saying like a crazy person is that
0: um in the original comics uh the is, this, dime, is this, hmm? oh i thought you were gonna talk about the uh, how uncle scrooge really met goldie
3: oh well that <laughs> that, <laughs> <whoa>. <laughs> that that's a thing too but um i was gonna the the lucky dime, like originally, it wasn't lucky. It's just his first dime that he ever earned, and there's no luck associated with it whatsoever. And if anybody, if any like newscaster or anyone, will insinuate that the dime is lucky in any way, Uncle Scrooge gets fucking pissed in the yep. in the comics. And then, and you get Ducktales where it is lucky, and magical magica, the spell is harnessing the magical energies of this magic lucky coin, and um uncle scrooge is like oh no my lucky dime now i'll never make money again
0: it's like what what actually in the comics it implies that all the hard work that scrooge ever put into his empire is like is embedded in his money and his other money does have like some of that spiritual energy but his dime has the most of that energy is what it implies if i remember the comic correctly
3: it was um to be fair maybe the that one like i read uh the don rosa life and times of scrooge mcduck um so don rosa loved carl barks but he might have it might have just been a little different i mean they're not entirely consistent and also my memory is not entirely consistent but i remember um ellie scrooge think saying that he really hated the idea that um the magic came from the dime um maybe it there is a bit of luck to it or that in the world, but
0: like Scrooge never wanted to acknowledge it. <laughs> I know. But like I said, I just, what the way I remember it in the comics was, was it's, it's just Scrooge's hard work was embedded in his money. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's how I remember how it was explained in the, in the, in the comics. It's uh Rick, you read some of those comics.
2: Uh, I did at some point or another, um, I can say this much about this uh, this particular show, it had a very um, had a very Indiana Jones vibe to it. It did. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, you no know, four four seasons, a hundred episodes. I mean, you know, and a movie. So I mean, it was it was ridiculously pop- popular, and it was it was a lot of fun.
0: Actually, an but, interesting uh, thing I remember is, and by the way, Chu, tell tell this the real story about Scrooge meeting Goldie.
3: Oh, God, it put me on the spot. Look, I, uh, don't, don't make me explain it, because I, I know more about, like, what the, the Stockholm Syndrome, like, torture, <laughs> like, slave labor that goes on in the Klondike, but not so much about how they meet. I think I think he finds her, like, squatting on his land, was it? And then he just
2: makes her work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was like, he, he just makes her, like, a slave. It's
3: like, well, you're squatting on my land, you're going to dig up all my gold for me, and doesn't let her leave. And I don't know, like, it doesn't... I don't know if it's just, like, any romance at all there. But in the cartoon, it's like, oh, there's an old flame, and there was just a misunderstanding about, like, we're going to meet at the train station or something. I'm like, hmm. When I, I, I mean, I I'm, was more familiar with DuckTales, the animation. And then, you know, going back to the comics, I'm like, oh, oh whoa. This is really different.
0: Yes, and... uh Really, you know, Ducktales can be divided. I think into two eras, if if you want to divide in the eras. There's the first era where it really is a lot more like the comics, where mm-hmm. where you have all the characters from the comic books. No, nothing really added. You know, some some of the stories are flanderized versions of the comic stories. And then
1: are we there's talking Gizmo like, Duck. Yeah, pre and post uh, Super Ducktales. Yeah, there was a, yeah. Then there was Gizmo Duck. Yeah, who is, being,
0: is he uh, the Poochie of the series? Gizmo Duck. No. It was extremely yeah. wildly
1: popular. Because I have I have a different uh, Poochie in mind. That would be Bubba
3: yeah, Duck. I, oh yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: That's uh, Gizmo Duck ended up being a, a, a huge favorite of mine for sure. I, I could I could have done completely without Bubba Duck, though, Let's face it. I I no.
0: Yeah, but Gizmo Duck. The the popularity of Gizmo Duck was Gizmo Duck was the breakout character. No one could have ever seen Gizmo Duck be that popular. I think. I think they were just trying something, and it worked. Yeah. I think part of what made it work was, you know, his alter ego Fenton Crackshell was such a uh, was such a loser. <laughs> was such a George. <laughs> Mc... He was such a George McFly as a duck.
2: Yeah. He,
0: he lived didn't... with his mom in a trailer. He had no prospects. He was literally counting beans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he was good at it too. <laughs> and
0: then somehow, you know, and then he got a hot chick as a girlfriend. I think. Oh my God! Literally, a,
1: a, it's it's a like chick. Revenge of the Nerds.
0: And and then he gets a power suit. it and, and there
1: it is obviously inspired by Robocop. Obviously,
2: yeah, yeah. There's definitely a bit of a.
1: And in one
0: of the weirdest fake curses ever in animation.
3: Blathering blather Skype.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the pre and post Gizmo Duck eras are really the most interesting thing. But didn't Bubba come before Gizmo I
1: don't. I don't remember. Because I, I remember the
0: time traveling saga came before Gizmo Duck because that was back when Launchpad was still the man.
2: Yeah, Bubba Duck definitely uh, predated uh, Gizmo Duck. It was in the same season, but it was definitely Bubba Duck first.
0: Because because there was a time when Launchpad was like the man. Because Launchpad yeah. was always doing the awesome shit. And then as soon as Gizmo Duck showed up, you know, all Launchpad is like, oh, I'll park the plane and wait.
2: You know, I, I actually thought Launchpad was annoying right up until they, they did the uh, the episode where they explained how Uncle Scrooge and uh, Launchpad started working together. Yeah, and, uh, they, uh, there was, to, yeah, they fly to
0: the center of the Earth. There was also yeah. the episode where they were using robots to replace everyone, and Launchpad defeated the robots. That was when they were show, still showing Launchpad was the man.
1: Uh, did did <laughs> you say Launchpad parked the plane uh, a few minutes ago? Because what I remember is Launchpad almost... Always crashed the plane.
0: That's true, but the thing is, all he did was just keep the plane running when Giz- while well, Gizmo did the did the awesome shit. And so he
1: became uh, prequel Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes,
2: <laughs>
0: yes. It's a I'll basic-
1: sit in the plane while you guys go have an adventure.
0: Yes, basically that's what happened. Where Launchpad used to be the guy who was the the troubleshooter, the guy that that was the brawn because in the time traveling saga he was the brawn during the whole time. Even with Bubba there with his with his scrappiness, you know, Launchpad was still the man. But yeah, it's it it got annoying because you know the the series built Launchpad up to be awesome, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's Gizmo Duck, Launchpad, you you just sort of flies around now, okay? And and that's really what happened, I think. And and so what happened with with the you know. You know, Disney, you know, uh, DuckTales did get the movie, which was actually a pretty good uh, feature film, you know, coming from the Disney telev- television department.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, thank goodness they didn't decide, oh, let's keep this genie kid around.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God.
3: He's horrible.
0: <laughs> there he had Bubba. They didn't need another Bubba. <laughs> it's
1: like one, one's Scrappy and the other one's flimflam. Flam.
0: But really, you know, I do love DuckTales. I do really love DuckTales. But, you know, there was a point where, you know, they just sort of went too far with with the Gizmo duck, with the Bubba, and everything else. I mean, actually, one of my favorite episodes of DuckTales is the one where the the boys wanted to get their allowance early so they can get a bicycle.
1: Is this the one where they uh, duplicate the dime?
0: Or they? No, du- no. This is the one where they made the newspaper say friday instead of thursday oh and because scrooge is you know the you know runs several businesses and stuff and if his newspaper says friday my god it's friday
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah go ahead
0: i love how he's that arrogant (laughs) <laughs> because he was in a business meeting with everyone and they're like, Well, sir, it's Thursday and and Scrooge's like, Well my newspaper says it's Friday, so it's Friday, damn it. So all these businesses and all these and all these uh all these uh, corporations are like <laughs> you'll know, had to change everything.
3: Apparently that episode was so good because they reused it. <laughs> it's a um they reused that plot for an episode
0: of Tailspin. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Oh, oh, if you don't
3: remember it, it's um, like Baloo wants time off, I think, to go to go to something. And he uh, he rigged a newspaper and a radio broadcast and clocks and stuff to fool Rebecca into thinking it's a different day. So, um, you know, hijinks ensue. And it ends up with her in like the uh, Soviet warthog country getting about to get killed by a, an executioner like being executed <laughs> and then he proves it's uh he proves that
0: it's um a blue proves because of an eclipse
3: is, yeah with, with a
0: rock a comet i think not an eclipse okay okay i was about to it's something like that
3: some celestial event <laughs> but yeah they
0: reused it <laughs> wow okay but yeah it's i remember that then there was uh, what I remember was the payoff at the end of the episode where when they actually turned Friday at the middle of the night when they're watching newscast where the newscaster is And because of three little brats, our entire financial system fell apart for twenty four hours. <laughs> and then the uh, and right when it right when it turned to midnight, the, the boys are like, "Well, now it is Friday. Can you give us allowance?" Oh, and which Scrooge did. Then he realized, "Wait a minute, I just." <laughs> <laughs> So, so the kids cheated him again. But, uh... Comedy loves the slow thinker. Yes. So, basically, DuckTales love DuckTales. I, everyone agree?
1: Yeah, I think the only thing left to say is that, uh, the, the voice of Scrooge McDuck is none other than, uh, Alan Young, who is the voice of Wilbur from, uh, from Mr. Ed. <laughs> and he's and still he alive. still alive, yeah. Of course, yeah, I mean, of
2: course. I mean, Uncle Scrooge even, uh,
0: from uh from the days of uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yep. Yep. So, moving on is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Here Let's we see. go. <laughs> the the funny thing about Chippendale Rescue Rangers is I grew up watching the old Disney shorts back when, you know, Donald is like a farmer or something and these these two uh chipmunks are fucking with him and it's mm. like it's like well why why is Chip wearing a uh Wearing a fedora and a bomber jacket. Why is Dale wearing a wearing a Hawaiian shirt? It was really
1: weird. Yeah, it was confusing. <laughs> yeah, Matt, uh, Dale was dressed like Magnum PI, I think. And Chip yeah. is
0: dressed. And Chip is dressed like Indiana Jones. So, so Venture Brothers, you didn't do it first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so basically, the story is they are friends with a cop dog, and the cop dog and the cop dog's owner are framed for a crime they did not commit. So, so they have to wonder the. Or, no, that's a different show.
1: <laughs>
0: no, actually, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was going with the Incredible Hulk. Oh, okay. So, what what happens is is they need to. Prove the cop dog and the cop dog's owner's innocence, and the original story, the original the original plan, the plot was to break into a bank vault with a giant dome of jello. Mm-hmm. And so, to stop the plan, they needed some help. So they found a fat mouse who says, "Hey, we I know there's a great pilot and engineer." So they went to find the pilot engineer, but the pilot and engineer is dead. So they pick up his daughter instead. Who's yeah. Gadget, who every furry ev- out there owes their livelihood to. <laughs> and some cults. So <laughs> so they all team up and become the Rescue Rangers. And, oh yeah, you didn't name the mouse, the Monterey Jack. Yes, the, uh... who has a thing for cheese where he tweaks out of his mind when he smells cheese. Cheese!
3: <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> but yeah. You know, actually, this is the one show... Like I went back and it was all nostalgic and got DVDs here and there, and then I watched an episode of Chippendale Dale on YouTube and it just I I don't know I didn't it didn't click.
0: The magic I, was gone.
3: The magic was gone and I, w- I was obsessed with Chippendale Dale as a kid, but I don't know it's just it's like overly saccharine or something even for me even for me who likes gummy bears it was too. <laughs> it's
0: cheesy or something. It was... Oh, you, you'll love this. You remember Monterey Jack? According to the wiki article, his his accent's supposed to be Australian, but I never heard Australian in it. Oh, man. But and and by the way, he was voiced by Peter Cullen and Jim Cummings, Neil.
2: Wow. Yeah, Peter Cullen was the voice for the first couple episodes, and then uh, Jim Cummings took over. And, and as a already... kid,
0: I never caught the switch over. No, I didn't either. Yeah. It's Jim Cummings' voice, Neil. He can do whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants with it.
1: Question: uh, Did
3: Jim Cummings play anyone in Ducktales?
1: For all we know, he could have played everyone in Ducktales.
3: <laughs> everyone ex- except Alan Young.
0: Let's me just check. He played El Capitan. Oh, oh okay. that was that was from the first episode.
3: Yeah, the pilot, the the conquistador who lived yeah. for 400 years from sheer force of will. Yes. <laughs> So, okay, so Jim Cummings was Zummy Gummy in the Gummy Bears. Jim Cummings was uh, El Capitan from DuckTales. Jim Cummings was uh, Monterey Jack in And West Fat Rangers. Cat. And Fat Cat.
0: And Professor Nimble.
3: And, yeah, and Nimble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, damn. <laughs>
0: there is, there is no voice, the Disney voice department. There's only Jim Cummings. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Gadget's full name is Gadget Hackwrench. You know what's ironic is that uh, there's that
3: uh, Cuckoo Cola or whatever episode of uh, Gadget, where you know, you're like, they're, they, like, bathe in grape soda and orange soda and strawberry soda or something, or cherry soda, a red soda. And um, Gadget is the one who gets sucked into the cult, and now, in real life, there's a cult that worships Gadget.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, we forgot to mention Zipper, the... Uh, House fly. Uh, yeah, that's wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This really was one of those one of those times where it's like, it really does feel like the censors are going, you know, you have these characters, you have to put some clothes on them. Yeah, but they're animals. <laughs> nope, sorry, they have to wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's actually an episode where Professor Nimble actually points this out. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember. We're in those like, You're all animals, why are you wearing clothes? It,
2: is, it made those uh old
3: um Chippendale and, and Donald shorts really weird, because 'cause you're like, I don't know, you're a kid, you're watching rescue rangers and Chippendale or they have some clothes, and then you go back and you're like, hey, why are they naked? These streakers are like messing with Donald. What's going on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what's really funny is the uh, is the catchphrase. I don't catchphrase. Know rescue
3: Rangers
2: away. Oh,
3: that's right. Yeah.
0: Huh? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Rescue Rangers. It's nostalgia doesn't age it well.
1: Yeah, I was never that thrilled with the show. I, I just, I was like, you, bring Transformers back, please. You were not hot for gadget. No, I was not hot for gadget.
0: Well, let's talk about Tailspin, which is uh, is what is what we call uh, you know ripping off Porco Rocco.
3: <laughs> I thought it uh, was supposed to be a rip off of. Uh... The Tales of the Golden Monkey, or something.
2: Yeah, it, I, I I love Monkey you know, quite a bit. It, even now, it's one of the ones that that, that, uh, that has aged pretty well, in my opinion. I, I I quite like this one quite a bit. Well, I, 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 love, well, I the,
1: love I love the pun of Cape Suzette, <laughs> a a yeah. flaming dessert. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: behave.
2: And yeah, it, it definitely Full speed ahead. About, about it does draw a lot of um, a lot of uh, inspiration from uh, from Porco Rosso.
0: It does, and uh mm-hmm.
2: I, I well, actually, no. Wait a minute! No, 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 no! It doesn't. No, it does not because that came out in '92. Uh, Tailspin started in '90. Uh
0: huh. Well, Miyazaki has always been influenced by Disney. Oh
2: yeah,
0: always, but uh, but My yeah. Person. Tailspin is is great because you, you, it has some of the best impersonations of of voices ever. I mean, you have you know you, because you most have of Jim the people. Cummings. Well, there's Jim Cummings, but there's also uh, there's also uh, Tony J. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's also whoever did Paloo was not the original Baloo. Yeah. The Blues uh, uh, Ed Gilbert is uh, yeah. I mean these the the. the <laughs> And this also brings us to the lawsuit. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the King Louis lawsuit because, uh, Louis Prima's, um, widow, uh, sued Disney for the, for the voice because it was a little too close to, uh, to that of, um, of, uh, of Louis Prima. So it, you know, yeah, uh, which is why King Louis suddenly disappeared from the show and also from, uh, any other appearance uh, that you would potentially have him talking, you no longer have him talking.
0: No, it's his his cousin Larry that shows up and has a distinctly different voice, still Jim Cummings. Exactly. And uh, that pisses Neil off something fierce. Neil? Yeah, I just think that that lawsuit is total (laughs) shit. Because, because you know what? Jackie Gleason could have done that with... uh, with Flintstones.
1: Yeah, and I would have thought you oh, sure. would have been wrong, too. hmm
3: It's
1: like, how dare you make a parody of me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, despite my uh, calling it a ripoff, I actually don't know anything about Tales of the Golden Monkey. That's just Wikipedia knowledge. And uh, <laughs> Tailspin is definitely, um, I think, my second favorite of uh, the Disney Afternoon. And I hold it in high regard as a really good classic cartoon. Um, oh god, it's classic and it's '90s only. But um, I really, really like Tailspin. It's
0: really good. Um, it is. It is really good. That uh, I remember they did. They did a couple of. One of my favorite episodes is when uh, blue created the pizza company. <laughs> and uh, and uh, basically they made a lot of money, and then this then this government agency guy comes up and takes all their money for fines.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, i like that they uh cook the pizza like they run out of time because they're trying to deliver the pizza and then they um they like fly it over volcano yes. to cook the pizza yeah. in, the, in the plane sometimes it got really freaking absurd but that's a disney afternoon cartoon for you like there's no sense of uh like distance whatsoever and time in Tailspin in some of the in the more loosely written episodes
0: and then there was yeah. uh there was also the episode where they found the enchanted the the enchanted volcano crater uh, that has dinosaurs in it. Oh yeah, that's
3: mm-hmm. a wildcat episode.
0: Yeah, you know what yeah. I gotta say? The wildcat episodes were weak. I like
3: wildcat uh-huh. though. Wildcat is good as a supporting character.
0: He is, but yeah. they, he's not good for a uh, for a focus character. I don't think.
3: I, no, I
2: he, can... he 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 was a lot of fun though as a as a supporting character though.
3: Oh yeah, I agree because I, I can only remember one other like wildcat focused episode and I thought it was pretty dumb. It was the one where he mm-hmm. like imitated Sheer Khan or something. It was odd. Yeah. But anyway, oh yeah, we should say what the premise of uh Tailspin is. It's basically blue these characters from the Jungle Book inexplicably reimagined as yes, 1920s. but they could they could
0: <laughs> they couldn't have Mowgli, so they replaced Mowgli with a with a little bear who still calls Baloo Papa Bear and he calls him Little Britches.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, kick club kick, kicker, yeah. Who
0: who rides a sky surfboard, and they fight against sky pirates in a giant flying fortress, led by the most flamboyant... Don Carnage. Carnage. Yes.
3: Uh, Don Carnage is
0: amazing. He is, <laughs> yeah. He is so flamboyant. He talks about how fantastic he is. It's uh, And he's Jim I, Cummings. He was, yes.
3: Jim he, Cummings.
2: He's hilarious. I think he's hilarious.
3: He's the one character, well, he and, um, like, Baloo and Louie together, he's the character who is, uh, probably one of the funniest as an adult, like, you're as an adult going back to watch this. Like, the him and the rest of the Air Pirates are just great, because of their voice acting and the mm-hmm. weird accents. I remember reading that Jim Cummings said that he, uh, he didn't have a distinct accent in mind, but it was like a mixture of a bunch of stuff and Ricky Ricardo from I Love Lucy. Yeah.
0: yeah, there was a lot of Ricky Ricardo in yeah. there. I was, I was waiting for I was waiting for Don Karnage to start singing. His name was Cuban Pete. <laughs> but uh, but also there was lots of there's lots of Cold War humor because there was a warthog country that was obviously Russia.
3: What was the name of that country? God already. It had Colonel Spigot and Thunder! <laughs> but, uh, I can't, I can't remember the name of the country. Uh,
2: it was, uh, Fembria. There,
3: there we go.
2: Yeah, it was Fembria.
0: But, yeah, it was really a, it was really a great series. The, the, I remember they really went all out with a with TV movie to intro the show, because uh, the DuckTales, the DuckTales have a TV movie? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, it was the uh, they did. El Capitan.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, they did, a, and that was fantastic. Probably, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Ducktales had a TV movie that was pretty good. Uh Jim and Dale had a TV movie, but that was kind of weak because it was about the yeah, whole was... police dog thing. Yeah. And
1: uh, Ducktales had a few TV movies, didn't it?
2: Ducktales, yeah, had... DuckT- Super yeah, Ducktales the,
1: was, uh, was aired on NBC primetime. Yeah, they
2: but... had the pilot one. They had the uh, they had the Bubba Duck. They had the the Gizmo Duck uh, TV movie, which they broke down into uh, episodes later on. Um, there was one other one. What was it? Uh, when they introduce, um, oh gosh, when they introduce, uh, Sean uh, and, 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 his brother Poupon. Hmm.
0: Uh, but the, 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 but the tailspin TV movie was the best, most epic one, I think, because, it, yeah, because it, the stakes, it was, the stakes were was, high. Was there was fun. a lightning gun. There was. You know, Baloo doing the ultimate sacrifice, you know, crashing his plane, his beloved plane Mm -hmm. into the into the gun. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that one has air pirates
3: firing lasers. So there you go. Watch it. (laughs) 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 It's it's really it's yeah, I would. I agree. It's one of the best uh, of the uh, pilot movies. (laughs) And Tailspin is just one of the best cartoons overall. Yeah, it is like the best characters and the best settings and the best um like pretty good animation wise too it doesn't get
1: too far off base but you know no yeah. there are a couple banned episodes of this there i think the one where they
3: find um uh, baloo finds panda law which is a uh, lost like ancient chinese civilization of pandas who turned out to be evil and fly to cape suzette and take it over like immediately cuz they have like heat seeking missiles that take out um Shere Khan's entire air force wow. um that was taken out because uh it was actually left on the DVDs which I was happy to discover but it was taken out of off of uh, like Tune Disney because, uh, the the TV channel because uh, people thought that it be it was racist <laughs> I could say as a kid though I had no idea I was like oh this is awesome these pandas are so cool I didn't even think about like their imperial yeah.
0: pandas they they're Chinese pandas or, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think about
3: that. They also have a throwaway line in the in the cartoon where I don't know. It's like one line where um the main head panda is about to like torture slash kill Baloo, and he goes, "Good pandas especially dislike us." And that's all the evidence you get that they're like the not mm. the only good bad pandas. In the, the like not all pandas in the Tailspin universe are evil. Like, that's <laughs>
0: Well, this this actually reminds me of uh of just just how Tailspin really did push the envelope because uh, one of my friends watched Tailspin just to see them do celebrity impersonations with with the character with characterizing designs and voices, mostly Jim Cummings doing the voices.
1: There was one other episode, and I think it was one where uh, where Baloo had to deliver a a goodwill present that it turned out to be a bomb. Oh yeah. And that one got pulled. That was the one I had always heard of.
3: Mm. I haven't watched it recently because they didn't release that one on DVD and I just didn't get around to it. Um, that one, I think, is called. Oh, wait, no. Is it The Time Bandits? No.
1: It's called. Uh, it's called Flying Dupes. Oh, okay. It's also the last episode of the series. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. In a world without hope, in a time of their greatest need, three men came together to deliver responsible news about video games. GeekCast Radio and The Lunchroom proudly present xrg extreme retro game only
2: on geekcastradio.com 2012
0: marks the 30th anniversary for masters of the universe we here at the gcrn are celebrating with a brand new series of podcasts the powers of grayskull series will cover every episode of every motu cartoon yes even that crappy new adventure stuff Join Optimus Solo and TFC1 and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally, masters of Grayskull. You can find the Pogs podcasts in iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Good journey! You know, this, this brings us to, uh, to, you know, when D- Gummy Bear is finished, they had to fill up a slot, so they did Darkwing Duck. Well, yeah, Darkwing Duck is interesting. It's sort of like, uh, th- by this time, Batman the animated series is wildly popular.
1: Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah.
0: So so Disney decided, well, let's do it like a like a spoof kind of version where basically our Dark Knight is an egomaniac.
1: Yeah, I love that he's a pompous ass, <laughs> yes. and also Jim Cummings.
0: Yes, and uh, Darkwing Duck. It's uh, you know, to furtherize uh you know Launchpad you know stopped being the man he is Darkwing sidekick and he's a Darkwing sidekick without even having a costume
2: yeah
3: i read that um Duck Darkwing Duck was originally made to star Launchpad but then um they they just decided not to do that and just made him the sidekick and then made the character of Darkwing Duck but
2: it was going to be something like Double Duck or something like that. I know ha- it had roots in James Bond, and then...
0: They actually had but, an episode about that in DuckTales, where, where uh, Launchpad played a secret agent.
2: Yeah, and then Batman the Animated Series, as you said, uh, was so wildly popular, they decided to make it into something more Batman-style. I mean, so much so that they, they actually do a, uh, uh, a Dark Knight Returns, uh, Parodied with Darkwing Duck.
0: Yes, they did, but uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves with uh, just yeah. how Darkwing Duck did work. It's a uh, one thing they did emphasize on is Darkwing is actually extremely dangerous and cunning and and resourceful when he puts his ego aside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you know when when the chips are down, he really does do something really 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 terrible to his to his enemies. Yeah. Like in the first TV movie, you know, where, you know, he always uses the smoke because he wants to be center of attention. Then he just uses smoke as a distraction just to get behind his enemies. Yeah. And it also, the Dark Knight Returns parody episode showed, you know, when, when Darkwing is just, you know, when he puts his ego aside, he does become extremely lethal.
3: That is one of the best episodes. Of the Disney afternoon, is the that episode is about um, Goslin, uh, his adopted daughter, accidentally time traveling to the future with uh, two of his rogues gallery villains, uh, Quackerjack and um, who's the other guy? Oh shoot, it was a Megavolt.
0: I think it was it, Megavolt.
3: Yeah, Megavolt, mm-hmm. and uh, because uh, Goslin goes missing with two villains, Darkwing Duck basically goes insane with worry and paranoia, and um puts lockdown on the city and is this crazed vigilante um Hitler
0: He becomes Batman. <laughs>
3: he becomes mm-hmm. crazy Batman with like power
0: armor. <laughs> but it really does it really does get it, it, like I said what I do enjoy is those moments like like I said in that first episode where he where he basically goes all out and destroys the villains and <laughs> I mean I mean his first his his first bad guy was that bull and he really fucked that
1: guy up,
2: yeah, Torres Bulba, yeah. yeah yeah, Tim Curry, I
1: think I mean, yeah, I mean that, that character is a very james Bond villain, I know, mm-hmm.
0: but but they he was literally ripped in half with the explosion, I yeah. mean <laughs> I yeah. mean, they didn't shy around it because when the, when foul found him, the parts that they replaced off of him with uh, with cybernetics shows just how fucked up he was, yeah. It, it was more than it was more than just a a cartoon bandage.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> although the, Darkwing got away with a uh, uh, with cartoon bandages because he was the
0: main character and they didn't... I actually what I loved was <laughs> at the end where Darkwing you know shows up to adopt Goslin and it showed that he didn't get out there unscathed either.
3: Oh yeah, he was pretty messed up. <laughs> Not enough to change his character
0: model, but pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what i liked was uh was the secret the secret button to go into his lair
3: oh yeah was the great
0: mouse detective
3: yeah <laughs> it was actually my older brother that pointed it out to me and my mind just my young mind just exploded he's like look at the statue it's basil of Baker Street!" oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> this um, was really a show that that the animators and writers enjoyed doing because well actually some of the animators enjoyed doing too much Kennedy,
3: Kennedy cartoons.
1: Although I think Disney kind of uh, <laughs> uh, put a gun to his back and said, okay, you're not going to be doing that bouncy bounce stuff that you did with a pup named Scooby-Doo. And no tongue tunes. two three. Yeah, no, none of that Tiny Toon shit here. But every I now have, and then some of that would, would get through anyway. Yeah, there's an episode I watched um, with Quacker Jack
3: that was definitely a Kennedy cartoons turd where I literally got a headache because they were bouncing around so much I wanted to bomb it. I could I which was a shame because the, the writing was okay, but the animation was so terrible. And Darkwing Duck is kind of like that. It's it has some of the best writing and really good animation and some of the worst.
0: <laughs> well, there was also uh, what I loved was they did an episode in the future about the the origin of Darkwing Duck, and Darkwing is the old janitor in the museum, and he is telling a Bullshit Superman story.
3: <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs>
0: He is telling the most bullshit Superman story ever. Not that oh, well, I was a geeky high school kid that decided to fight crime. <laughs> no, he, he tells you know the dying world and children sending rockets and all this shit.
3: Well, that's that's Darkwing Duck for you. That is the best part of his character is that he's a uh, so. He's an full egomaniac. Of he narrates to himself when he's sneaking up on people. <laughs> At least when he's
0: before he says, "Let's get dangerous." After he says that, he'll fuck you up. There are two versions of the intro. One which has two extra verses.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm,
0: really? Yeah, the two extra verses describe his costume.
2: Yeah, and they were uh, they were on the Saturday morning version of the of the cartoon.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think they uh, they trimmed it down for the Disney afternoon version because yeah. they had so many other bumpers going on. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, really, it was it was really a Darkwing Duck was my favorite of the Disney afternoon when it was on, but oh, yeah. it also got damn wretched. The last season of Darkwing Duck is toxic.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: There, there was lots of fourth wall breaking episodes where Darkwing is talking to his human producer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Rick is
1: getting some some
0: pains remembering this.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's been a while,
1: but yeah. Well, that can be done okay if it's done right, a la Duck up. But uh, no, yeah, it was not done so well on Darkwing. No, it
0: it really wasn't. But but you know, let's remember Darkwing Duck fondly for everything except for that last season. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you know, round then, around then is like right when Ducktales finished. So the next show that got onto the lineup was Goof Troop.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: This was officially the last uh show that I watched regularly because uh everything following Goof Troop, um, I just I just stopped watching. And uh and you know, I I unfortunately I missed out on, on, on Cargoyles, which I heard was fantastic. Missed out on that. Uh, and then some of the other ones i like, I think
0: were pretty much bullet dodges, so <laughs> yeah, but goof troop goof troop was interesting in that uh it's bringing back goofy and Pete, and also you know brings back Max, who actually is a classic Disney character, and p j who showed up in the forties
1: mm-hmm. oh. these are the Pete played by Jimmy Cummings, yes, yep. yeah,
0: and also this also brings out the other furry bait character, Pete's wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure she has a name. Peg. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Peg.
0: I wish not to say it, because I know I'm going to bring them down upon us. <laughs> but yeah, Pete's, Pete's wife is one of the... Well, let me talk about duck, uh, Goof Troop, because Goof Troop really was... It felt like a lot of repurposed uh, Ducktail story, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because very few stories were written specifically for the characters of Goofy or Pete. Mm-hmm. I mean, lots of these stories were basically repurposed Ducktales stories. I felt. It's uh, anybody else have an opinion on this?
2: Um, I thought they were they were their own thing. Um, I did I, I did like that it was Goofy as a, as a single father, and they do mention in one episode, extremely brief, that it was. Yeah, Max's mother had died. So Goofy was a widower. Um, well,
0: one thing I do remember is, uh, one of my favorite episodes was the one where, where Max and PJ are cleaning out Goofy's garage and they find an old motorcycle and they yeah. find out that Goofy used to be a biker with a legendary biker called the skull.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my favorite is the one where they're, where they're repainting, uh, a, a cabin in the over at the lake. And then, uh, there's a fire and then, uh, and then Pete goes to put out the fire with what he thinks is a bucket of water. And then you see, you hear Goofy going, know hey, it's!" And then like this full-on distance shot where you see the cabin is a tiny little speck on the other side of the lake. And then like this voiceover, Hey, dinner!" And then like this mushroom cloud just like shows up. <laughs> so that was one of my favorites. I think it was the physical comedy in this one that really cracked me up more than anything, though.
0: Yes, it was, and they they actually had they actually had some consistent animation. No Kennedy here, Neil.
2: Thank God.
0: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> and they, they 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 you know this this is further the transformation of Pete from uh from villain to more of a of a sleazy kind of guy that's still your friend. Yeah, yeah, um,
2: but still it was. It, it was a fun show. I think it, it, it definitely separates it, it separates itself from, from Ducktales, though, because the the adventures were way less uh, sprawling and like you know to different locations and stuff like that. It was usually around town.
0: It really was. But the, Neil likes Goof Troop goof- because of the recycling episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like the recycling episode just because of how honest it was. You know, they they amassed like mountains of uh, Of recycled material, and then they'd go and they'd get pennies. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, nowadays, you pay the garbage company to take your recycling away. So there was a time where you actually got money for recycles. For
0: those that didn't know. And this was really the end of the golden age of of the Disney afternoon because you know what replaced Goof Troop? No, what replaced uh, Rescue Rangers in the next rotation change?
2: Mm. Uh, that would have been, uh, that would have been bonkers, which, um, I guess started out life as a, um, an adaptation
0: as... of Roger Rabbit until they yeah. showed Zemeckis what they planned and Zemeckis said, fuck no.
2: Actually it was Spielberg because Spielberg owns the rights to the character.
0: Oh, I thought, okay. I really thought it was Zemeckis, but
2: yeah. Uh, Spielberg well maybe Zemeckis,
0: is... Zemeckis might have said yes because he did make Mar- Mars Needs Moms. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but yeah, um, which I, you know, in, in my opinion, was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. But um, but yeah, uh, the thing with with bonkers is that it it, it started out live as a uh, as a Roger Rabbit thing, but then Spielberg uh, basically said no, um, you know, you uh, I, I own the the character, so uh, so no, you can't use uh, Roger Rabbit at all. So. That's what's what's really funny sense.
0: is Bonkers is produced two different seasons simultaneously with two different with two different uh, formulas. Yeah. The first formula was where Bonkers has a grizzled, uh, you know, rough, tough, no imagination cop who's mm-hmm. named Lucky, who's his first partner, yeah. and the second one where he has a hot blonde. That's that's his other partner, and what's really funny is both of these seasons were pretty, produced at the same time. And to sort of tie it all together, the the first team made an episode to explain it.
1: So they robotacked wow. it. Yes. <laughs> that's
3: weird. I, I didn't realize that they were
0: produced at the same time. Well, they, they did. Just... Well, the, the the way you can tell is the lucky episodes, the 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 blue, the blue police officer uniforms are a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the Miranda episodes, are a lot brighter because of the two different production teams. So yeah. the tie-in episode was done by the lucky team, so Miranda's uniform was a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And this was an observation I made as a kid. <laughs> I just assumed that it jumped the shark. <laughs>
3: I didn't realize that it was at the same time, and one was significantly worse than the other.
0: <laughs> well, actually, they're both about the same in quality, both runs.
3: I yeah. am speaking from, like... My uh, my younger self. I this is a so like I sort of kind of followed, uh, went back to Rescue Rangers, and I remember Goof Troop, but I do not like remember Bonkers very well at all. But I do remember I like the ones with uh, Lucky Pickle better than uh, the ones with Miranda, because Miranda was kind of a stick in the mud. Miranda I mean, was like,
0: hot though. <laughs> I don't care about that. She she was a human <laughs> character, so I can say that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean we, we went through four years of Disney and we finally got a hot character that we can say is hot.
3: Well, what do I care about a hot chick in a cartoon? <laughs> but, um, but... Uh, well, I mean, to, to, to describe, like, Lucky was a stick in the mud and that was the joke, but I think they kind of shied away from the slapstick with Miranda because you can't hit a
0: girl or something like that. So. Yes. I mean, Lucky got abused all as fuck.
1: Now, I think there was also, like, a third incarnation of, of Bonkers, but it predated the, the yeah script. it was
0: total tunation. nation
1: yeah it was raw, It was on raw tunage yeah raw tunage pardon I me I think one of them was even uh, I could swear that I saw one of them at a theater they ran it before a movie
0: yeah what they were trying to do was they were trying to pump up bonkers of being this cartoon star that lost his job and had to become a cop that's what they were trying to do they were trying to pump that up into the social consciousness so they, they did this expensive ad campaign by making other cartoons
1: and by the way, Bonkers, played by Jim Cummings.
0: Yes, but it's yeah. his most annoying voice, I have to say. <laughs> and then there was a, there was series five of the Disney Afternoon called uh, We haven't we have two open slots now because Tailspin was gone. Oh,
2: hold on. Before you keep going there, uh, there was an episode that was removed from rotation. Uh, it was a uh, it's um, actually one where. Uh, the new partners on the on the block where they transitioned uh, from Lucky to Miranda, and that was actually a real from rotation because of uh, of the villain who was a uh, who was a bomber.
0: Yes, it was. And that was that was the episode done by the Lucky team. Yeah. So and
2: they it, it never, and there, uh, now there's no it connection between the two. The, uh, the city bombing.
0: Yes, there was. The, yeah the, the the continuity is broken, Neil.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, and before we move on, I, I it's like. Did you know that the Disney Afternoon, uh, no not Disney, the uh, Disney Adventures, the comic, the serial comic magazine, um they did they ran a comic story that tied together uh Gum what no what is it? Hang on. They tied together Tailspin, Rescue Rangers, Goof Troop, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck as all taking place in the same universe. And I linked it. And yeah, I read- I would believe yeah. that, like, I would believe, like, that them all taking ca- place in the same universe, except range- rescue rangers makes it really weird.
0: Because um, of the people there.
3: There are people there, and the animals are very tiny. Because <laughs> they're, like, they're actually it's based on their real life size rather than being people. Um, does
1: Does it end with a kid holding a snow globe?
3: <laughs> let's see the last page is right here
0: no it doesn't uh, okay oh. but uh but uh yeah so the next one is called the pasta se- season for me because this is when they were throwing pasta on the wall basically they they had a they had two open time slots so they put aladdin in one of them and aladdin has some of the worst inconsistent animation i've seen in the disney after you know. oh
1: god
2: uh, and and I've seen the episode where they cross over Hades uh, with uh, with Aladdin, and it was not good.
0: <laughs> I recommended it to you as as a piece of bad.
2: <laughs> <eating>. <laughs> and it was not good.
0: <laughs> so uh, so there was a Snookums and Meet funny cartoon show, which I've never seen.
2: Uh, to quote my my from from my podcast, uh, meant to see it so.
0: So was was this the basically this was Disney trying to do Ren and Stimpy.
2: Yes. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Oh my god. There was they they also had bonkers briefly, but this is when they threw in gargoyles. This was their gargoyles lot saying, Okay, yeah. we did Darkwing Duck. We got some numbers, but we need to do something darker. So let's get Larry Parr and Greg Weissman on this thing. <laughs> and Gargoyles felt really out of place on the Disney afternoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> because because what's really funny is they were showing those mid-cartoon bumpers. And you have mm-hmm. all these cute little characters designed like they're king from a uh, from the Disney comic books, and
1: uh, and here's Goliath standing there with his arms crossed, like I'm in the wrong cartoon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you better find some place to hide.
2: But I remember it being really strong. I, I remember it being really well done. I just never got around to seeing it.
3: Gargoyles is my favorite cartoon of the Disney afternoon. I I that was the one. That's probably the one I know the most about and the one I like the most. Um, and I'm sorry. I'm mean, like I I didn't find animation aficionados fast enough to squeeze myself into the Gargoyles episode because <laughs> I like <laughs> I really like Gargoyles, but. I will say that it has, it has its share of problems, but I really yeah. like it. Yeah.
0: The the thirteen backdoor pilots. There's that. <laughs> but um, uh, but we already covered Gargoyle, so let's move on to. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. I don't really have anything to say. Uh, let's move <laughs> on to where they uh, they inserted the the Lion's King Timon and Pumbaa show.
2: What? Yeah, I saw a couple episodes of those this one. It I was...
0: only saw the intro because there's this part where where. Where the meerkat, whose name I forget, Timon. Yeah, his body stretches three times longer than it should be. His torso does, so he can keep holding his arm around uh, Pumbaa's head to sing. <laughs> it looked. It, I was a kid. And I'm like, wait, what's that? Oh my god, that's that's bad. What are you doing? And that's as far as I got. <laughs> I mean, Vikings Timon and Pumbaa was just
3: kind of. I don't know, disconcerting or something. It was, it was really anachronit, not anachronistic. Well, I mean, the original, the Lion King movie, you can't tell what period it's set in because there, are, there's absolutely nothing human in it. So it could be a story about the Serengeti now, or it could have been about the Serengeti a thousand years ago. But with the Lion King, Simone and Pumbaa, now they're like calling pizza guys, using telephones, and making pop culture references, and it was really weird.
0: Well, let's let's move away from Timon and Pumbaa, and let's talk about <laughs> the f- the final duck attack, where they dusted off Darkwing Duck, put it back on the rotation, gargoyles, Aladdin, and then they threw in Quack Pack. Oh yes,
2: Quack Pack was weird because uh, it it was not duck. No, no pun intended, because it it had Huey, Dewey, and Louie as as teenagers first off, it, and, it, and, they,
0: and they make the designs to where you can tell them apart.
2: Yeah, and um, and they would go around saying the their the catchphrase, which was supposed to be totally extreme, and <laughs> it it suffered. It was not good. Actually,
0: Actually, I did enjoy Quack Pack for one thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It let Donald be Donald again.
2: Yeah, yeah, let Donald be Donald. There was no uh, there was no Uncle, Scroo- Uncle Scrooge.
0: I know, but Donald was allowed to be Donald freaking Duck. He was allowed to be allowed An to asshole. be a bastard again.
2: Oh, true, true.
0: I mean, it's uh, I know it sounds weird to like Quack Pack just because Donald was a bastard again, but yes, that's why I like <laughs> Quack Pack. And then the Mighty Ducks. So, was... so the story behind the Mighty Ducks is this: so Disney made some live action movies with Emilio Estevez. And Disney Which, owned Disney owned the t- trademark Mighty Ducks for television. To be
2: fair, the movies were not half bad.
0: No, the movies were good. The first one was at least. But, yes. uh, but uh, so Disney owned the trademark for television for the Mighty Ducks. So mm-hmm. instead of like doing a, li- a cartoon version of the Emilio Estevez movies, to where it's about this lawyer who's coaching a hockey team, they decided to do something different.
2: <laughs> boy they, did they they
0: went all ninja turtles on their ass
2: <laughs> yeah with uh such characters as named as uh wild wing nose dive duke larange uh yeah it, it wasn't bad it was it had some fun moments um and it, it it had the the ducks as uh as aliens from a from a planet called puck world which is a uh <laughs> which, you know, was convenient enough because their their favorite past thing was ice hockey.
0: Well, you know what the funny thing is about uh, Darkwing Duck? I I, <laughs> I I told Neil this a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, if Darkwing Duck was made like three years later, the writers would have not made uh, the, the ducks, uh, catchphrase, ducks rock. They would have made it, duck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what the
3: duck?
0: <laughs> well, the terms got away with what the shell.
3: Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I think they would have gotten away with Duck Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they would have. Uh... <laughs>
0: but this uh, show this show know. was wretchedly bad. It, basically it's about <laughs> the ducks fighting against a dragon race that can use magic to cloak, and there's a magic duck hockey face mask that can see cloaked dragons.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh... Yeah, and there, also uh, a, there were also parodies of, of Jurassic Park. There were parodies of Pulp Fiction. There were uh,
0: there was a female duck Jurassic that people were hot for. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Why? Because they're furries.
2: Okay, I get that. Sure. Got a duck head? Because uh, Mar- all right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it was it was the it was the red headed duck. I think.
2: Maybe. Oh, so. Mallory. Okay.
0: Oh, you say it as if you could understand that now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was actually looking yeah, at the picture, and I was looking at the other one with the huge hair,
0: like the hair bigger than her head. Was... <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Basically, basically, what it was was they actually had one of the human characters. Well, I'm a human. I, I think she's hot. Oh. Yeah, I think it was the agent. They had this this oh. this uh, sleazy like Hollywood type agent character always with the ducks.
3: You know, it's just slightly less classy than El- Elisa Maza and
0: goliath
3: you know oh <laughs> <laughs> just a smidge uh,
0: this this uh yeah but uh, <clears throat> the mighty ducks was the last straw for the disney afternoon the disney afternoon could not take a blow that hard
2: yeah that, that one was was pretty much uh you know them starting to move away from that and, and that was pretty much around the same time anyway that that a lot of uh a lot of the cartoons of that of this time period were were starting to, you know, be way late for more news. So it was it, it it's kind of a shame.
0: Yes, and this was the final blow to the Disney Afternoon. The Disney Afternoon was yeah. no more after this.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh,
0: that's that's all that uh, that's all that we can say about that. So uh final thoughts on the Disney Afternoon.
2: Um if you get a chance to get a hold of the DVDs do it because there is some good stuff even amidst the you know the, the 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 later seasons of of many of these uh shows I mean there's some there's still some entertaining stuff there's still some some you know gems among the uh, amidst of the the turds of it were so
0: <laughs> just not Aladdin. <laughs> Agreed uh but the thing
3: that really pisses me off is that Disney just stopped releasing them they started yeah. releasing. A, they're they're one box set away from completing Tailspin, Ducktales, Gargoyles, maybe Darkwing Duck, and maybe Rescue Rangers. But There's it's a, been like five years, and they never finished it off. It
0: stopped. I, I don't know why. They need to keep something in the
3: vault.
2: No. They, they, <laughs> they have yet to finish off the the Muppet Show. Uh, I'm still waiting for season four. So. <laughs>
3: oh no. Well, it's
0: it's time to play the music. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's you know some of these shows did get some resurrections in in comics. The Darkwing Duck had an ongoing comic. Uh, Chip and Dale got an ongoing comic. Gargoyles got an ongoing comic. That kind of that yeah that sucks. Oh man, I love, and this is coming from someone who
3: really likes Gargoyles. Really wanted to see it continue. I saw. I read it. Oh, it was really bad. Like, they couldn't – the art was terrible. It was just terrible, and it was really inconsistent. It was really badly written. Greg Wiseman was going out of control with this really dumb shit.
0: Well, it, that's because he didn't have Larry Parr to tell him, Greg.
3: No. It's, like, yeah. I want to do this – I want to do the, the double date, and, and there's no one going, no, stop, no. um, It's just <laughs> – Bad, bad, bad art, which is a shame because the covers are really nice. And then I found out that there's a there's like a later storyline that was illustrated by the person who did the covers, and that storyline was actually pretty good. It was about um it was about Brooklyn in the medieval ages when he gets transported by the Phoenix
0: Gate, and that was from good. the from the backdoor pilot. Yeah, and that was good. And then it was like
3: the only there was like one or two stories that were il- issues that were illustrated by that person and everything else is terrible. Um and it was a shame, but I he- I did read the uh Darkwing Duck uh The Duck Knight Returns or something. And it was really it was surprisingly good. Really good actually. Um I unfortunately I didn't continue reading it and I heard that uh Eventually, uh, the writing went really d- south after a couple
0: issues. So overall, Disney Afternoon is should be fondly remembered. Find the earlier shows over the later shows is my recommendation. Uh, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, except for the last season, Tailspin, mostly all of it, uh, are my recommendations.
3: Mm.
2: I, I would say, you know, each, at least the early stuff definitely has, has their merits. Um, the, uh, the later stuff, fire beware, as it were. Um, and, uh, and yeah, definitely check out the classic NES games if you still have view the NES. Uh, the DuckTales and uh, Rescue Rangers are two very, like, huge favorites of mine, uh, of, of that stuff.
0: Yeah, but the Gargoyles game is ass.
2: <laughs> I've never played it.
0: It's on the Genesis. Genesis does what Nintendo oh. don't. Wow. Which is release a Gargoyles game. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so this hero's Ben. And TV's Mr. Neil. Um, I'm Chu
2: of Slightly Damned. And I'm Ricketeers of the United States of Geekdom. And we're saying goodnight. Good night. night.